with you really briefly about his birth. How many of you guys know about where Jesus was born? He was born in Bethlehem, right? It's an obvious one. But how many of you guys know that Jesus, when he was born, he wasn't born into the best circumstance? He was born in a what? <laughs> I love it, though. She knows it. Get your sermon ready. You'll be up. Here's why I want you guys to focus on this first point. Jesus wasn't born in the best circumstance. Some of you guys can relate to that. Some of you probably weren't born in the greatest circumstance when you think about your family history or when you think about your family background. You might not be born. Some of you may have a mom. Some of you may have mom and dad. Some of you might not have seen dad. Or some of you guys may have fractured relationships in your family, and you're wondering, I wasn't born with the best circumstances. God, why would you let this happen? Well, Jesus wasn't born in the best circumstances. Jesus literally had to walk through everything that you walk through. Mind you, Jesus wouldn't put you through anything he didn't have to go through. So when you're talking about, man, I just keep getting tempted, Jesus was tempted too. Not once, not twice, but three times. So he was born in a manger, almost like in this cave. Like you were born in a hospital. Like you were born, like got put in this little bed. You were born, you had your mom, you had your dad, everybody came around you. When Jesus was born around the time of King Herod's reign, King Herod actually wanted to kill all of the firstborns. I don't think when you were born, somebody wanted to come and kill you. It's okay, you can laugh at that. I was like, oh, should I not laugh? Should I laugh? But here's why I say that. The reason why King Herod wanted to go and kill the firstborn is because he knew that there was going to be a true king, the Messiah, who would come and save us from all of our sins. So when I think about it like this, I used to sit in the back row of class, and I remember being with the, I guess you can call it the cool kids. I don't even know if it was really cool kids. I just think wherever I sat, we was cool. Um, anyways, but I just remember sitting in the back, always laughing, always talking. And you guys know my story. I was in special ed. Remember the portables outside with the steel door that would close super hard. That I'm almost positive my principal could hear it like, yep, boom, Isaiah's in. <laughs> Talk about a bad circumstance. But it's interesting that some of us would be so frustrated and so upset because our family life is not the best. And here's Jesus born in not the greatest circumstance. He's already born on the run. Fun fact, his mom was actually a virgin. So all you high school girl leaders, get ready to go have this conversation, okay? I'm going to lay a foundation. Y'all take it, okay? I'm not doing it. <laughs> but his mom was actually a virgin, and his dad, Joseph, was an upstanding man. And it says in Matthew chapter 1 and in chapter 2, he loved Mary so much that he didn't want to disgrace her or be disrespectful, so he wanted to end the engagement just until the baby was born. But an angel comes and has a conversation, and this is what he says. Hey, listen, don't worry. Everything's going to be just fine. I'm paraphrasing it, so don't, you know. But don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. She actually, the gift that she has is actually the gift that I've given her. And there's a gift that's inside of you, but your circumstance or maybe your friends or maybe who you're around may be the biggest distraction. And because they're the biggest distraction, you won't tap into your true purpose. Which leads me to my other point. Jesus was born into a community. So he was born, not with the greatest circumstances, but yet he was born into a community. So maybe your circumstance at home may not be the greatest, but when you come in here into this youth room, when you come in here and to be a part of this family and this community, you belong. And you belong way before you believe. Your family here, and most importantly, this is relationship. 
So I'm going to love you no matter what you've done. I'm going to love you. You can be disrespectful. You can be like, Isaiah, Pastor Isaiah, you suck. You're this, you're that. And you know what? I'm still going to love you because I know we've all felt like that about God. And like, God, I thought you loved the world that you sent your own son. If you sent him, then why, you, why I got to be the one that's struggling with this? Why I got to be the one that's mad and frustrated? I understand as, and, I'm, and I, let me just speak to the young kings real quick. And when I talk about young kings, I want you to understand we're part of a royal priesthood. So some of you young men need to know that you're young kings and that you're a part of a royal priesthood and that there is value on you. And you didn't know this yet, but how you lead, people will follow. Let me say that one more time because some of you are catching it. How you lead, other people will follow. So you don't want to be the person, oh, well, such and such did it. Well, why would you do that? People used to tell me all the time, Isaiah, you're a natural born leader. That's a lot to comprehend for somebody who's 13 and 14. Like, I'm a natural what? I just want to go and play football or all the other stuff I won't talk about right now. She got that. Can I also tell you that Jesus was a part of a community that came and loved him? Three wise men came to come see him. And to give you another fun fact, the nativity got it all messed up. He was actually like two, two, and he was in the terrible twos by the time the wise men got to him. So just, you imagine Jesus just running around with hay, just throwing it at everybody, just like, no words, just like, ah, just throwing hay at everybody. But here come the wise men. He was born into a community. He was already loved. Circumstances wasn't that great, but he was born and he was loved. Some of you need to understand that this community right here loves you. From the moment you walk in, we love you. From the moment that you come in, you're already accepted. I know that acceptance is a big thing. Some of you want to be accepted so bad, you'll lose sight of who you really are. And imagine if Jesus was distracted and when he was born, he didn't want to take the cross. Can you imagine what that conversation looks like? Oh, it did happen. Because as he got older, Jesus was like, hey, God, real quick, um, if this is really what you want me to do, like for real, for real, I'll, I'll do it. But if not, let this cup pass. And he prayed so hard that he sweat blood. Y'all ain't never prayed. Y'all ain't, I don't even care. Y'all ain't even ran that hard to sweat blood, let alone pray that hard to sweat blood. So Jesus was born not of the greatest circumstance. Jesus was born into a community that loves him. Are you ready for the last point? Jesus was born knowing his purpose. Somebody say, I know my purpose. You need to know what your purpose is. And mind you, you might, some of you might be like, I don't know my purpose. Well, let me just drop this seed into you. Jesus knew that I had to die for you. He even knew when he went to go pray, I have to do this, but if there's an opportunity, I can get out. Some of you be like right now, if you had detention, and you know when you get detention because you'd be late, it's one thing to be late like at school, but it's like, like if I'm dropping you off at school, I'm not talking about anybody in here, but like if I'm dropping you off at school, you should be on time. But from that point on, you should be on time to the rest of your classes. You get like five minutes, there's a mom saying amen somewhere. My mom used to tell me all the time, you got five minutes to get from this class to the next class. What are you doing in between? You know, I mean, my locker maybe got jammed or all the fun things. I don't know. Y'all know what you be doing in school. So I want you to know that you have a purpose on this earth, whether you know this or not. And the purpose that God has placed into you in this upcoming year, we're going to help you tap into that purpose. So your circumstance may not be great, but your community is great and your purpose is even greater. So whether you want to know this or believe this or not, your odds that are stacked against you are actually for you. Isaiah, I might be the first one to graduate high school and first one to go to college. Let's get you there. Let's do that. 
And it's the simplest thing. You can be the first generation to break the curse by graduating and going on and doing something successful with your life. You can be the, watch this, you can break the generation and not drink and not smoke and not be addicted to this and not be addicted to that. I know anxiety and depression run deep and it's running rampant on this generation, but you need to know that there is a purpose on your life and it goes far beyond just being in the sixth grade. When Jesus was 12 years old, Jesus literally told, this is the coldest thing. Jesus is like in the temple teaching everybody. His mom goes back and is like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, JC, where you at now? If you, like, we got so many nicknames for my daughter. Her name is Zoe, but we might call her Tootie. We might call her Bear or Mom. It just, she's about three nicknames away from Pookie. I'm convinced. We're almost there. But I can just imagine his mom having this conversation saying, what are you doing? And his response, well, Mom, didn't you know that I have to be about my father's business? What business are you about? Because there's a business that you're about, but there's a business that you're not about. The business that you're about is probably not adding any value to your life. But the business that you should be about should add purpose and value to your life 24-7. But it's okay because we're going to help you tap in. Somebody say tap in. Come on, say tap in. Some of you need to tap into the Bible and tap out of Snapchat. Some of you need to slide into the New Testament and slide out of the DMs. This 10-minute word is doing way better than I thought. Thank God. So many of us are paying so, many atten- or so much attention to the circumstance that we're forgetting our purpose. And the purpose that God has given us goes so much farther. You want to see the difference in your family? Be it. You want to see the generational curse break? Break it. How does that start? That means you show up with a Bible in your hand. That means you show up with a praise and thanksgiving in your heart. That means before Justin has to tell you to clap, you're clapping already. I want you to be, man, this is so cold. I used to hear this song all the time. I'll be more undignified than this. And I used to hear the song and be like, man, that's a cold word, like undignified. Like, wow. But how many of you guys are, like, how many of you guys are unapologetic and unashamed about when you find the right lighting, girls specifically, when you find the right lighting, you're going to post that picture because you know it's fire. And you could care less. You could care less if you get 20 likes. You know, one day Bella was sitting in the back seat of my car. And Bella's like, stop. But she knows exactly where I'm going. And I'm sitting there and we're waiting on Heather to get out the car. Or we're waiting for her to get out the store. And Bella takes this picture. And I just hear her utter the words like, I'm not having it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, I'm cute. I know it. And I'm not having it. And I just wonder how many of you guys are bold enough to be like, you know what, I'm called by God. I'm going to shift and change my, my schools. I'm not going to be the status quo in my family. The praise and the prayer that you do inside your room can be the difference of what happens inside the house. So when you come here, yes, we'll pray for you. When you come here, yes, we'll lift you up. But when you go home, you pray even that much harder for mom and dad's marriage to stay together. You pray that much harder for the addiction to fall off mom and the addiction to fall off dad. My wife is flagging me down because I got to stop. So, in conclusion. Oh, we've got that brand new clock. I don't got to squint my eyes. It's 8.03. In conclusion, in conclusion, you need to understand you're better than your circumstance. Somebody say, I'm better than my circumstance. I'm better with my community. And I'm going to tap into my purpose. 
with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray, Lord, I thank you for what you've done in this time. I pray, Lord God, as we end this year, we end it knowing that we're better than our circumstance, we're better with our community, and on top of that, we're going to tap into our purpose. So, Lord, I thank you that you have your way. You move in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you guys give it up for my beautiful wife?